Well done, Nikki. I don't think I'm going to get this name as well as you have done. But I wonder who has heard of Mephibosheth? I'm going to just call him M from now on. <laughs> Actually, there are two, and they're both in Samuel. One was King Saul's son. David had him handed over to the Gibeonites who killed him in retaliation for a dastardly deed of Saul against him. But the other one, the one we're interested in today, is the grandson of Saul, the son of David's friend, Saul's son, Jonathan. The story of M begins when he was five years old. A war in Israel was fierce, and his father Jonathan and his grandfather Saul were killed. Em's nurse became frightened when she saw the soldiers of Israel's army fleeing before the Philistines. And in order to protect the little prince, she fled with him. Unfortunately, in her excitement and haste, she dropped him. Em was so badly injured by the fall that he remained crippled all his life. Now we know that in that world, growing up, he would have endured both the danger of being hunted down as a blood relative of Saul, but also the stigma of being crippled in a society that looked at that ailment as some sort of punishment from God. But as you heard in the reading, M found fortune when King David took him in. So we might ask today, is this a story about David's care and compassion towards M, or is it something else? It depends on the way you see it. The cynic in me might take a desensitised view. There is no doubt that David is being shrewd, a sign of political assiduity to keep your enemies or potential enemies close at hand so that you can remain watchful over them and see if they're ever going to try and get up to something like a coup or whatever. And there's also Ziba in this story. So Ziba is a servant who is tasked with looking after M. And he sees, if you're being a cynic, an opportunity to bring in all his family into the court of the king and have them looked after resplendently at banquets and being given lots and lots of land just because they're the ones tasked with looking after M. In our society, we call them Zeba's family, the hangers-on, those who are getting something uh, just by being in the right place at the right time. But the sensitive way to read the story is to look beyond the one-upmanship and see this as an example of compassion and of grace. We can read it with a pastoral commendation of how one man, David, saw an opportunity to provide care for another. Now, if I mention the word hesed, 
You've heard me preach about a Hebrew word called hesed before. Hesed love. It's the most perfect of, of love. Best known in the story of Ruth and Naomi. But it's also this love, this special love, that is at the centre of the relationship between David and Jonathan. Hesed love implies loving our neighbour. Not merely in terms of some warm emotional love, but actually acts of love and genuine compassion. Absolute commitment. Commitment. We owe that love to the other person because of the covenant that we are in with them. No conditions, no limits to this love. It can just be expected. It is complete. Even after his friend Jonathan is dead, David continues to love Jonathan unconditionally. He seeks out a blood a blood relation of Jonathan to care for and it's um, David remembers his love he remembers his promise to Jonathan and it is his memory that feeds his love now for Jonathan's son Robert Wuthno tells a story about remembering he recounts an interview with a person called Jack Casey. He spends hours as a volunteer firefighter and rescue squad worker. Now, Jack's own upbringing wasn't a happy one. His father wasn't a particularly nice person. He said that all his father ever taught him was that he didn't want to grow up like him. But in the interview with Wuthno, Jack continued to talk And as he did, he related a time when he, as a child, had to get five teeth pulled out while under anaesthetic. A nurse standing beside Jack, fear etched in his face as his mask was lowered over his nose and mouth, took his hand and spoke soothingly and calmly, saying, Don't worry, Jack. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right here beside you, no matter what happens. And Jack said that when he did wake up from the anaesthetic, there she was, standing right beside him, the first thing he saw. Almost 20 years later, that comes back to Jack when he's called out to an accident But a man's pickup truck has overturned and he was trapped inside. When we arrived, he said, the rescue equipment was already there, ripping through the twisted metal to free the man. But the man was terrified, very much aware that there was oil spilled everywhere. An errant spark could set the whole thing up in smoke in an instant. I crawled through the jagged glass of the windshield over to where the man was, And I just kept saying over and over, look, don't worry. I'm right here with you. I'm not going anywhere. Take my hand. 
And when I said that, he said, I was reminded of that nurse that said the same thing to me 20 years earlier. David remembers how Jonathan had loved him. David remembers how faithful Jonathan was to his friend, even despite the fact it would mean coming between David, his friend, and his dad, Saul. And now David, naturally, instinctively, seeks to show such faithfulness, loyalty, and love to M, Jonathan's son. Yes, today we recognise that David and M had a previous connection. They were connected through Jonathan. But what I want to say to you today is this Hesed love. This is like love like no other. This perfect love that God asks us to show others is not limited to be shown just to the people that we know and the people who previously loved us. This has no claim or expectation on any of us. It's just in our ability to love like that. It's not primarily something that people just feel. It's something that people do for others. And I think the great thing about this wee story today is that it takes us right into the very heart of God and God's feelings towards us. As David is faithful to the memory of Jonathan and shows faithfulness in his lavish and complete loving of M, so God is faithful in loving us. The care and compassion of David is taken as a metaphor for the care and compassion of Jesus to all of us. Remember we said that as a a crippled person in those days, there was that, that stigma over that person. The literal translation in the Bible of dead dog which was his, uh, his self-definition, means beyond reproach. Yet, he is the beneficiary of David's deep grace and compassion. God remembers. God acts. That's what the Israelites discover when they're enslaved in Egypt and they cry out to God and God remembers That's what the psalmists promised time and time again and God never forgot. And that's what we learn in the coming of Christ that God not only hasn't forgotten but he has acted on the memory in giving the world his son. God remembers and he is true to that love, that kindness, that hesed love. David invites M to sit at the king's table. And it's not just a little scrap of food that he's given. It's not just a little shack that he's given as a wee home to to put a roof over his head. David gives M a place at the king's table. The best the king has to offer. The best banquet. Not just a little food to survive, but it all. 
And I want you to think today of what God has not forgotten when it comes to you and to me. Think of this table. This is our banquet. And this stands for not just a little bit of food to survive, but this stands for Jesus Christ himself. The hope and the promise of resurrection and new life of eternal and unconditional and loyal love of God. God lives out Hesed by giving us his own self in the person of Jesus Christ. Today in baptism, I think God has extended and will continue to extend that Hesed love to Emily. Emily doesn't know who God is just now. But we know that God today and always is offering the very best of himself to her. Being bound to Christ. All that for just a little child. And then as we move to this table in the sacrament of bread and wine, Know that God is extending his hesed love to each and every one of us, offering us his best, being nourished at the banquet of Christ's grace. No matter if we think we're worthy or not, look at the story of M, beyond reproach, yet the beneficiary of care and compassion. I conclude today with two thoughts. Be happy today to know that we, like M, in the eyes and heart of David, are forever in the eyes and heart of God, forever remembered by him. And in the memory of his son, we are cherished and held in that love forever. And secondly, let's be committed today to loving in Jesus' memory, to loving others with a hesed love that doesn't count the cost and knows no limits. A love that represents divine love, that is willing to enter into the brokenness of others in our world and to lavish on them the deepest of care, compassion and grace. That's our responsibility. Amen.